And we're back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. Hey, folks, before we go any further, I got to tell you, ZLA Solutions, oh, man, they've been with us since the show began. They, 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 they have literally, they were the, the, one of the very first to jump on board and wanted to advertise here on, on, on Right Side, and they've stayed with us ever since. And they are having an amazing track record right now of, of getting people and jobs put back together. So if you're looking for a job yourself, you can go to their website, ZLAUSA.com. Check them out. they got good-paying jobs all over uh, the northern part of the state that, that you might want to tag into. Uh, good, good jobs, a lot of them with benefits. So there's that. But if you're an employer and you need to fill out the ranks of your workforce, I ain't kidding, man. They, they, they can do a lot of things for your business. They have all kinds of business case solutions they work on. But their bread and butter is staffing, direct and temp hire. Uh, they can they can do the you know blue collar white collar no collar it don't matter to them they'll do all the recruiting the background checks the drug testing all of it ZLA Solutions is good at what they do they like to say at ZLA we don't make it we just make it better which they do that is their mission in life is to help you make your business better and they'll find those people for you onesies and twosies are a whole shift full you you call them you you check them out here's their website zlausa.com and do me a favor tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. All right, so tonight's the State of the Union address. Oh, I know. It, I know. Um, and, uh, and by the way, there's that cartoon up on the screen, Boomer. That's so, Oh, they just, you missed it. They were showing that cartoon that I was talking about from Disney+. Plus. Anyway, tonight's the State of the Union address, which is a cartoon in itself. Um, and it's going to be interesting. Because right now, the specter hanging over Biden's head is what the past week was like. By the way, the past month was not easy for the Biden administration. They're going to try and say, we had the best jobs report in the history of jobs reports, sort of. Um, but they also had the whole classified documents, you know, debacle. Uh, they had ongoing issues with um, watching the, the, the loss of uh, uh, the control of the House. Uh, and now they, they've got, you know, Speaker McCarthy in there with a group of Republicans that they don't want to have to deal with. They've got ongoing calls for investigations into Hunter Biden and the Biden administration and, you know, all of it. And then at the same time, there's the balloon. The balloon. Oh, boy. Yeah, the balloon, which, by the way, I did not know this. And, I, and I, I, it's just, you know, part of me is like, oh, really? But, do you know, they took down the balloon this past weekend, Boomer, with an F-22 Raptor. Yeah. Do you know that was the very first ever air-to-air takedown of anything by an F-22 Raptor, and it was a stationary balloon? What really? A, what a waste of firepower. That just seemed wow. now that had to be taken down. So I'm right. not I'm not faulting that. And it didn't, whoever gets the call, it doesn't matter the F-16s or you know whatever. But anyway, F-22 Raptor. Uh, and I could be wrong. Somebody can correct me if they want to. But my understanding is this is the first time that an F-22 has fired a shot in anger at something else in the air and downed it, and it was just a balloon. So you mm. kind of hate to see the you know the multi-billion-dollar project to build the F-22 most advanced fighter in the history of the world. And it shoots down the balloon the first time. Um, that being said, that balloon shouldn't have been there. Should not have been there. And, and let's, let's, let's not kid ourselves into thinking. And by the way, if you're one of the apologists who's like, it was just a balloon. There was not a great threat. Yes, there was. And oh, by the way, it's a poke in the eye. You don't just have your near-peer adversary, you know, the, the ones that are, that, are, that are basically your top competition in the world. You don't just have them sail a 200-foot balloon carrying a multi-thousand-pound payload 
across your multiple military sensitive sites and expect it to just be okay. And by the way, here's a deal. Daily Wire has a piece that says, dated two days ago, a third Chinese spy balloon has likely been discovered by U.S. officials who don't yet reveal its location. Daily Wire says U.S. officials reportedly believe that they have identified a third Chinese spy balloon that is likely operating in the air right now but did not reveal its location. The news comes after the U.S. military used an F-22 to take out a Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina. Got it. Washington Post reports U.S. officials believe that there is, quote, likely a third operating elsewhere without giving the location. A second Chinese spy balloon has already been detected over South America, which has been confirmed, by the way, now by the Pentagon. Pentagon spokesperson Brigadier General Pat Ryder said, we are seeing reports of a balloon transiting Latin America. We now assess it as another Chinese surveillance balloon. The, 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 the maddening language you get sometimes out of bureaucracy is when they try to say something in a fancy way, and, and they could have said it a whole lot easier. But the fancy way this has been described now by the former commander of NORAD is that we have now identified what he called a domain awareness gap. You know what that means? We didn't see it. It got by us. We have now assessed a domain awareness gap. The thing that I said the other day on the show appears to be coming true is that China has been using these very low-tech but high-res possibilities with balloons because they were traveling slow, ponderously, and somewhat masked without a heat signature, and they were making it through our early warning systems without detection. And so now that's been confirmed by the magical language of the Pentagon, a domain awareness gap. Well, there you have it. So now we get to wonder, how many more have there been? Boomer and I were looking at the screen earlier. What was it, 10? They, had, they, had, they have now assessed that some of what they saw as strange sightings in the past may have actually been additional Chinese balloons. Mm. Was it, is it 10 of them they had it, up there? It looked like 10 earlier when they were showing it on, up on the screens. Yeah, and there's no way of proving it now because they've already you know, gone on. But now they're looking, now they're, now they're searching back and, and assessing prior reporting as, oh, wait a minute, that, that may have been one too. So how many times have they flown over and just launched these huge payload-carrying balloons over our sovereign territory and our sensitive sites and just, you know, went with a domain awareness gap? That um, Well, that's going to change the way we have to look at things now. Uh, I got a caller on line one. I'll grab that sure. real quick. Uh, is that Mike? Mike from Huntsville. How you doing, man? Yeah. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, sir. Hey, listen, you're, uh, there's a big point that's being missed here. It's like two of them or three. Okay. What you have right now, you use an F-22 Raptor with a Sidewinder missile to destroy the evidence. You let it go all the way across the country when they could have taken it down early when they knew about it. They, now, they spotted this one. It's huge. <laughs> it had a cargo door on it, and the thing could deliver an EMP, right? You would think. Yeah, I, I mentioned that the other day that I, I thought, what about a great way to carry an EMP across the country? Yeah. And so what you have is you've got um, Milley, who says, General Milley, who says that China's not our enemy. You have the Pentagon, who's downplaying the entire thing. They're not calling it a spy balloon. They're just calling it a surveillance balloon. Yeah. It's like the, everything they do in the word process ends up being, you know, milk toast when it comes to China. But, but if you ever watch Milley's speech about China, he said, oh, they're just an economic power that's on the rise. They're going to be our buddies. 
Did you ever see that speech? Uh, I haven't seen him call them our buddies, but I did say hear him say they were not no, our enemies. No, well, you know, I mean, yeah, he said they weren't our enemies, and right. then on the economic forum, they're going to be a great asset. Well, it, it, and it, this is the same guy who called behind Trump's back, right? Well, I, I look so, at it too, point, and, and even point, more than Millie, Mike, I look at it and think the Biden administration is the one who's more co-opted in all this. No, I agree, but but what I'm saying, you know what a skyhook is, right? Where you, sure. you hook up yeah. with tankers. Okay. Well, why didn't they just drag it down? I, I don't have an answer Instead for you. Blowing it the, I, I, yeah, well, I, because because they were getting rid of the evidence because it was probably a pretty serious operation, and and, and I don't think it's that low tech. And I don't know that they I don't know if they could have dragged it down, but I think they could have brought it down slower and easier, and so that it wouldn't have destroyed the evidence or buried it in water. Oh, well, exactly. But they, I bet you, well, they did the same thing in Afghanistan when they had surveillance balloons. They dragged them down with hooks. Same well, thing they plated it. Well, they could have used a machine gun and just shot it down, shot or let the air out of it. Well, you know, and and, and I think I think there's more answers that, that need to be brought out that we we haven't even had a chance to even ask all the questions yet. But hey, uh, Mike, I got another caller on line too. No. I got to jump to before okay. I get the break, man. Wait. Thanks for the call. All right, no problem. Um, Thanks, Mike. Uh, has I got a caller on line too? There, boom. We do. Is that Barbara? Barbara from Athens. How you doing? Yes. Hi. How are you? Uh, yeah, I just I'm doing good. Doing good. I just wanted to bring up, you know, one of the reasons that they might not have taken it down over the Aleutians is because of BRAC. They closed down ADAC Alaska. What well, we still have early warning systems, and we have the capability of flying an F twenty two to Alaska, don't we? I don't know. I've been out of the Navy a long time. Hey, <laughs> appreciate your service. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I get it. I mean, that's that's probably one of the more remote patches of U.S. territory anywhere in the world. But but I, yeah. I still think they can get capabilities there to bring it down as soon as they know it's there. I just I just wonder why they didn't. Well, I, I would hope. Yeah. But I mean, they closed down so many bases. I I don't know. There's only there's only 24 people left on ADAC. Oh wow! Wow. That's a heck of an assignment. <laughs> You're one of 24 people. <laughs> um, uh, the Bisto military, they turned it over to the Aleuts. Okay. They closed it. Okay. It was part of BRAC. Wait, were, you, were, you, were you stationed out there at some point? Yeah, I was there for two years. Wow. That's got to be a remote duty. It's very, very. Well, not, not a lot of choices to go out to eat on a Friday night, I guess, when you were stationed there, huh? Uh, there wasn't. Although they did move in a McDonald's after I left. How about that? <laughs> hey, Barbara, yeah. thanks. Thanks for your service. Thanks for the call. I got I got one more caller, I think, on the line. So thank you very much. Thank you. All Bye. right. Boomer, you got line three? Not no. yet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't got there yet. Oh. But I have a question. All right. Who would want anything like surveillance? That's what they're playing it off as, right? right. Surveillance. Right. Would you want your neighbor to fly a surveillance balloon over your house? No. That's exactly. That's a good point. If you're sitting there at the poolside and your neighbor's drone comes over to spy on your little girl while she's playing in the pool, does that offend it, you? Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's an invasion of your privacy. It's an invasion of your sovereignty. And and yeah, you don't you don't want to you don't want somebody peeping in your window. No. Um, I mean that's fighting words, right? That's fighting words right there. All right. Oh man. All right. Yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, Boomer. Do we take a break before the call, or what are we going to do? All right. Let's take a break right now. We'll come right back and wrap up the day. As we prep our way towards the State of the Union, oh, Lord, you, you wonder, what's he going to say about this balloon? And right now, the last report I had was, we understand he's going to make a brief passing comment. Really? One of the biggest international incidents in his term is going to get a passing comment? Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid conservative, just plain right. Just love coffee cafe. Let me let me jump on that for a second. Because it's go-home time, y'all. Some of you are thinking, okay, back tomorrow, do I bring the sandwich with me? Got the ham sandwich tucked into the bag. You going to bring it to lunch? Let me give you an idea. Just a thought. Just Love Coffee Cafe is way more than coffee. Do they have great coffee? Oh, but yes, they do. They have what Charlene calls the treat coffees, the, you know, the espressos, the lattes, the cappuccinos. But they also have award-winning dry roast. They can grind the beans fresh, make some light, medium, or dark roast coffee. Good stuff. But they've also got a crazy cool menu. They've got sandwiches. They've got wraps. They've got salads. They've got soups. They've got all kinds of... Just Love Coffee Cafe is as much an eatery as it is a coffeeery. Is that coffeeery? Coffeeery? Coffee shop. Okay. But all that to say, you might want to think that think of that as your break tomorrow. Maybe you're going to go take lunch. By the way, if you're one of those remote workers, take the laptop with you because they got the Wi-Fi and they got places set up for you to work while you're there. But enjoy a menu that is different than any drive through or ham sandwich in a bag that you could have for lunch. I'm just saying, Just Love Coffee Cafe is so worth the time. Two locations in our listening area, one on Hughes Road out in Madison, the other on South Parkway in Huntsville. And they can both accommodate you for lunch. And it is, it, is, it is absolutely worth it. I encourage you to do it. And when you're checking out of the counter, tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. Because they tell me all the time. They get folks come in and say, hey, we had another one of your listeners coming in. So thank you for that. Do it again. Tell them you heard it on Right Side Radio. Just love Coffee Cafe. All right. So let me, um, let me jump over to the text line. I, I got I to tell you, we got some amazing texters. So some of the stuff is harkening back because the text lines have been blown up, Boomer. What are we going to do, man? If we keep if we keep adding hundreds more to the text line, it's like the show could be all texting. We just, <laughs> just, we just, go, one just day, keep going through yeah, it. Yeah, just one like, day wow. all we do is read text. Read text. <laughs> uh, eventually we'll have somebody that can just flash up the text on the screens. That's that's a cool idea. Yeah. All right. Ain't no telling what kind of technology Boomer's going to dream up for the studio <laughs> next. But um, so with regards to the uh, story earlier about the uh, transgender guy who is now the head of the Women's Democrat Caucus in Rhode Island, oh, yeah, who is guy. also a pastor at a United Church of Christ. I just had somebody text in Brad from Limestone County. I won't say what his church name is, but he says as a member of a and he named the Church of Christ in Athens. He said, let me be the first to point out that a so-called United Church of Christ is not Church of Christ. So he wants to make sure that there's a differentiation there. His, his denomination is not represented in that story. Mm. Um, he says, case in point, the church in Chicago where Barack Obama and his crazy uncle, Jeremiah Wright, were, was a United Church of Christ. In other words, it's entirely different. Okay, uh, Brad, appreciate you, man. Thanks for defending your denomination and uh, point well taken. Uh, Bob from Decatur says, hey, guys, do you think Brandon will have, oh, that's the president. Brandon will have that demonic red background behind him tonight when he tells us how good the economy and our security is. That's you know mm. what? That's uh, he better not. He's in the, he's in the Capitol. I don't think he's going to. Uh, Michael from Taft is Taft, Tennessee, is ready to boycott Disney. Uh, Bill from uh, Huntsville says uh, once Biden's pipe dreams of EV cars becomes reality, you're going to see billboards pop up all over. Alabama <laughs> has a picture of Alexander <laughs> Shannara saying, do you have range anxiety? Call me, Alabama. <laughs> uh man from Harvest said state of confusion addresses on tonight. Uh, Dwight from Decatur. With regards to the, 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 the liberal mantra about that whole the Disney cartoon saying that you know Lincoln didn't free the slaves because you cannot be freed by a person only yourself can free yourself says if you can't be freed by someone then you can't be enslaved by someone oh 
Mm. That's interesting. That's one of those things that makes you go, hmm. Mm. James from Harvest. Was that a little bitty hmm from you over there? That was a little hmm. <laughs> hmm. James from Harvest says, an apartment complex that we do work for has about 400 residents. They just installed one, I mean one, charging station. He says, imagine that. That's, that's going to go over well. <laughs> That'll go over real well. Yeah. Yeah. You're always hogging the station. Move out of the way. And the next thing you know. It's my turn. By the way, what's going to happen? Let me ask you this, Boom. Okay. What do you think is going to happen when the charging stations, let's say there's you have an apartment complex, 400 residents, and you have 10 stations, or whatever the case may be. And there's somebody who's parked there getting charged up. They come out the next morning and found out somebody else was mad, pulled up on the sidewalk in front of them, unplugged their car and plugged, plugged it in for themselves, and you have no charge to get to work. Oh, that'll totally happen. That'll totally happen. Because it, you can just pull it right out. There's no, I don't think there's like a lock that you can put on it. They're going to have to come up with a way to lock it so uh-huh. no one, no one can, can make you, you know, can, can steal your charge. Right. Because that's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Oh, absolutely. I Pe- would keep like an extension cord in my car if I had to and then... <laughs> And then you're going to have people out there trying to guard their car. Oh. And then you're going to have fights. <laughs> it's just going to, yeah, it's just going to blow out of Oh, proportion. my gosh. Um, we got uh, John from Brownsboro says, um, look up the guy. I remember this. Remember this one? Look up the guy who broke out the back window of his car, put a gas generator on the back deck to charge up his Tesla while he was driving on the road. I did see that. And he had to maintain a speed of 50 miles per hour. He wouldn't be able to get a charge. Um uh, new guy on the line, Tim from Florence, actually works in the Cherokee area. We appreciate you being on the line. Thank you much. Uh, then uh, what we had here, Ben from Decatur, looking forward to your show tomorrow for all the cliff notes on the State of the Union. <laughs> <laughs> he said, watching is going to be like paint dry. I just, Charlene's going to say, you're not going to make me watch that tonight, are you? We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Hey, by the way, I got to tell you, um, one of the best interviews we've had in a while was yesterday. And I encourage you, go to the podcast, because we've got new podcasts. Boomer and his lovely bride, McQueen, have their podcast out mm-hmm. now called The Right Life, which right. you're going to want to see. And then yesterday, we're to, we took the show every day and we podcast it out. But yesterday, we had a great interview with Cliff Sims. Oh, yeah. Who used to be the deputy director of national intelligence. And prior to that, he was Trump's uh, campaign uh, messaging strategy guy. And so he, he literally spoke directly to the issue of this balloon. You, if you haven't heard it, you need to go back and grab that. And by the way, subscribe to our podcast. Be one of the 113,000 or so that downloads. All right, folks. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We will be back here tomorrow at 2 and talk then. See you then.